Yeah, well, what's going on, good people? Today is Monday, January 30th, 2023. Time is 11.18 a.m. Eastern Time. You're on another episode of The Bridge. Get out with people all about it. This King Kush is all the same. Here, bringing my humble opinion, episode number 149 of The Bridge. Uh, we got a lot of things to talk about, but mainly for me, sports, music, politics, current events on a local, national, and global level. Things that we talk about, things that's going on in our everyday lives. Um, got a packed room for you today. More documents found in another vice president's home. Uh, we got a lot of global news that happened in Germany, global news that happened in Israel, the synagogues, uh, more news on war in Ukraine, uh, another mass shooting that took place in California and in Baltimore, uh, nurses' programs apparently turned out to be fake. Um, praying for the people of Houston that dealt with a major tornado last week. Charles Barkley, his call out of NBA players. Uh, Bronny James and his NIL deal, Justin Bieber and Dr. Dre's on uh, their catalogs, and um, some tragic news surrounding Ricky Smiley. Um, and of course, we're going to get into the Tyree Nichols situation uh, that happened in Memphis, Tennessee. But as we've done in the past three years, we're going to start off with uh, COVID and vaccine updates. As of right now, there are 102 million cases of COVID here in the United States. 1.1 million plus people have died as a result of COVID. 68% of the country is um, fully vaccinated. 33% of the country has received a booster shot. I'll read those numbers again. 102 million cases of COVID still here in the United States. Uh, 1.1 million cases, 1.1 million plus people have died as a result of COVID. 68% of the country has been fully vaccinated. 33% of the country has received a booster shot. It's still here. It's still going around. It is not let up. More and more people are still catching cases. I've had a few co-workers uh, in the past couple of weeks that came down with um, tested positive for COVID. They had to sit out for a couple of days. And um, people thought it was the flu, but it, can, it, it triggers the flu. It triggers whatever your weaknesses are in your body, as we all know. But people, uh, COVID is still alive and well. It's still running record. It's still here. It's not going anywhere. It's just like the flu. Just like you need to go get the flu shot, please go get vaccinated. Go get the booster shot. Doing nothing is irresponsible. Doing nothing is unacceptable. Doing nothing and hoping that it goes away is just plain out pathetic and pitiful, especially if you are, if you have a significant other or if you have children. Because you have a responsibility to them, you have a responsibility to your coworkers, you have a responsibility to the general public. Sitting around and doing nothing and hoping that this goes away. Is not acceptable. Do something. Because I would hate for you, because in the situation in 2021, I tested positive for COVID. My wife tested positive. Our daughter tested positive. They didn't get the brunt of it like I did. It triggered blood clots in my body. And I had to be in three different hospitals for an entire month of November 2021. And they had to remove up to 30 to 40 blood clots from my body. I would hate for that to be you. Or anybody that's listening to my voice. So people, please go get tested. I mean, go get, go get um, vaccinated. Go get, yeah, go get tested if you think you have the symptoms. Go get vaccinated. Go get the booster shot. It's the only way we're gonna combat this. We're not gonna eliminate it. We're just trying to reduce it as much as possible. That's my humble opinion. Um, more updates on the war in Ukraine. Uh, last week, uh. United States and Germany agreed to both send tanks. They sent over over 30 tanks to assist in the war in Ukraine. As a result, Russia 
fired more than 70 missiles at Ukrainian power plants, saying that the tank deliveries were a direct involvement for Ukraine. So pretty much, um, Russia was not <laughs> Russia was not happy. They were not accepting of the U.S. and other countries delivering tanks to help Ukraine. But they said they have video and footage and photographs of Russia being accepting help from North Korea. So kind of hypocritical, if you ask me. Seven missiles fired at Ukrainian power plants. Uh, February 1st, if I'm not mistaken, is Wednesday. And the war started in February of last year. And here we are, getting more, there being more assistance, there being more tanks, there being more weaponry. Uh, Russia's still firing, Russia's still fighting back. And it's just a matter of time before I, you just have to ask yourself, you know, if the United States, if you keep sending assistance, weaponry, supplies, they have an open checkbook that has exceeded hundreds of almost billions of dollars. I, 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 I lost count. After, after like eight or nine billion dollars, I, I lost count. And it's just from the United States alone. They're still getting money and assistance from other countries, other NATO countries around the world. So, um, it's just wondering, is if, if you keep, uh, all I know is that if you keep giving out money, if you keep giving out weapons, if you keep giving out assistance, sooner or later, somebody's going to be like, why don't we put, deploy our military there? And it's this Ukraine. It seems like that is the road we're going down. That's what it's coming to. Because Russia is already blaming the United States and Germany for being involved by sending tanks. So it's just a matter of time before they say, you're a part of this war now. So we declare, we're going to declare war on you. So it's just coming. I just, I just, I can see it now. That's what it's coming to. That's what it's leading to. So it's just a matter of time. But, um, we're gonna. I'm gonna get into the. I'm um, gonna segue into the big story. One of the big stories here in America that took place over the weekend. Um, Friday night, they showed the video footage of Tyree Nichols, who died at the hands of the Memphis police officers. Five of them. All five of them have been terminated. All five of them have been arrested and charged with murder, as well as multiple charges. Um, the video footage is. It's horrific. It's disturbing, it's heartbreaking, and something that is just totally unnecessary. So many people, not only the, the five officers who were on tape or caught on video doing what they did to this brother, but whoever trained them, whoever their supervisors were, whoever put together that Scorpion task force that they were on, everybody should be held up under investigation, especially those like I said, who hired, who trained them, and who put them together, and who oversee, and who was uh, supervising them since they've been on, since they became a cop. Because everything they've ever done since the moment they came out of the academy to the moment their first their first night on the beat should be investigated. Because what they did to Tyreek Nichols, It was uncalled for. It was unnecessary. It was horrific. It was heartbreaking, heart shattering, and it should not have happened. They didn't even give the. They didn't even tell that man what he was being pulled over for. They didn't even tell him why he was being pulled over, why they were chasing him, why they arrested him, why they detained him. He ran because I'm being pulled over. I'm being snatched out of my car. And you're not even telling me why. You're just telling me to shut up, get out. I'll beat you to effing death. I'm going to tase you to effing death. I'm going to beat you with my baton. And he ran for his life. And 
when they finally caught up with him, they beat the man literally to death. He died of internal bleeding from a severe beating that he took. And thank God for the camera that was hanging on the light pole in near where um, they had him detained at because you can't really tell from their body-worn camera um, what all they did to him. It looked like it was distorted. It might not even be playing correctly. I don't know. But that video that was hanging on that light pole that caught them, that pinged in and saw exactly where they were, that was a beating by thugs. That was a beating by goons and thugs with badges. And what make it even more heartbreaking is me being a black man. These were five black dudes who were beating this poor black man to death. He was saying, I can't breathe. He was calling for his mother. He was handcuffed. He was on the ground. He was detained. Once a person is in handcuffs, why do you take it upon yourself to continue to beat this man and torture him and, and, and severely injure him when he is no longer a threat? To me, that is policing one-on-one. If someone is on the ground, they're handcuffed, they can't move. They're no longer a threat. Why do you continue to kick him? Why do you continue to beat him? This country, man, black people in this country, especially at the hands of police, <laughs> certain things, man, it may be 2023, but it's my idea what the, what the, what the way people think, the way that people act, and the results of those actions. It might as well be 1923. Because the, 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 the bloodshed of black people in this country, especially at the hands of police, is enough to fill up all the oceans of the world. It will always be about race. Because unlike what happened in 1991 when Rodney King was beaten by five police, by white police officers in LA, none of them were, none of them were found guilty. They were all acquitted which caused the citizens of L.A. in 1992 to damn near burn the city into ashes. All of them were acquitted. So it's kind of like when you're black, when you're black in the country, you kind of expect that from certain officers of the law. And I'm not saying all of them. No, don't, get me, don't get me wrong. Because there are some good police officers. There are some good white police officers all around the country, all around the world. So that is not what I'm saying. But the fact of this situation, when you have five black men do this to another black man, this man is, he, he is, he is handcuffed. He is no longer a threat. And you just sit there and kick him, and you beat him to death. And the two, and the two EMS people, or the two firefighters, workers that got there and didn't render him any aid, didn't check on him, didn't make sure he was okay. They are held, they should be held responsible too. They are just as guilty. It will always be about race in this country. I say that because what happened to Tyree Nichols? What happened to Sandra Bland? What happened to George Floyd? What happened to Arthur Sterling? What happened to Philando Castillo? What happened to Sean Bell? What happened to uh, Tamir Rice? And on and on and on and on. That will never happen to a white person in this country. Those things will never happen to anybody white in this country. Never. 
you will never have to worry about. They have it in the words of the late great Paul Moody because they have the complexion for the protection. That will never happen to anybody white in this country. You will never, especially on video. It will never happen. Because if you are an officer, apparently now, whether you're white or you're black, you're trained to believe anybody that's white. You're trained to give them the benefit of the doubt. Because I guarantee you, if Terry Nichols would have been named a white, it was a white boy named Dylan, and they pulled him over, that wouldn't have taken place. That would not have happened. They wouldn't have stopped. They would have gave him a reason why they're stopping him. They would not have beaten him to death like he was a dog. That wouldn't have happened. And in some cases, that even dogs wouldn't get treated like that. Because in this country, they treat dogs better than they do black people in this country. And it's the truth. Like I said, it may be 2023, but the way people think, their actions, and results of those actions, it might as well be 1923. We have come a long way as black people in this country, but yet we still have so far to go. Especially when it involves our relationship with law enforcement. People saying they need to bring down or defund the police or proper training. How do you train someone's mentality when they have been brought up like that? And what makes it even more heartbreaking, how do you train someone that's black as a police officer? And now with those five men, those five cowards, those five thugs are about to find out that now that you don't have that badge to hide behind, now that you don't have the quote-unquote blue wall to support you, you're going to find out just like everybody else find out. Without that badge, without that blue wall protection, you just a nigga just like everybody else. Just like the rest of us. They don't care about you. You were, they, they, they were not, They're not going to support you. They're not going to bring, bring you help like you thought they would. Just like that officer in Minnesota who killed that white girl and thought that he was going to get away with it because he was an officer of the law. They threw a book in there, and they're going to throw the book at you, as they should. My thoughts and prayers go out to Tyree Nichols' mom, Tyree Nichols' father, his entire family. This is heartbreaking, and it's another name on an unfortunate list that we have to deal with being black in this country when it comes to law enforcement. And what happened to Tyree Nichols, we all know it would never happen to anybody white. Never. At the hands of law enforcement, especially when it's on video. It will never happen to anybody white. It's always about race. And the fact that this happened at the hands of five black police officers to another black man in this country. It's heartbreaking. It's a shame. And we still have so far to go. We still have so far to go. That's just my my humble opinion is what I is what I have to is what I have to say about it. Um, thoughts and prayers going out to the two people that were stabbed to death on a train in Germany. Uh, getting to uh, global news, eight people were dead, ten people were injured after a shooting that took place in a synagogue in Jerusalem. Um, it's, Chaos and violence, man, it's just all over the world. Every time you turn around, every time you turn on your television, whether it's in your neighborhood, whether it's in your state, in your country, or around the world. Um, 
had another mass shooting. Uh, as a matter of fact, we had multiple mass shootings this time. It was seven people that were killed at a half moon in Half Moon Bay, California. Uh, the man was arrested. Thank God, he was arrested and will be held. Um, six, seven, multiple counts of murder, first degree murder. But it was just Half Moon Bay, California. The name on the list of cities of mass shootings. Um, I read, I saw Saturday night. I believe one was person was killed, four was injured. And a mass shooting that took place in Baltimore. I don't know if they caught the guy that did that one, but um, it's country man. It's just mass shootings, police brutality, violence, chaos. Just every single time you turn on the TV, man. Every time you turn around, it's, and it gets to a point where, like, who do you turn to? Who do you? Who do? You, who do you? You said I, I'm a firm believer when I say elections and economics rule this country because where you spend your money, who you spend your money with, and who you put in office affects everything in this country. That what that's what moves the needle. And it's like when you elect these people and you put them in office and they say they're gonna do this, they're gonna do that, they're gonna combat gun violence, they're gonna combat these mass shootings and police brutality, things that affect millions upon millions of lives in this country. But then here you are a situation where you have Vice President Pence last week. He got found with documents in his garage. It's just another politician. Another, it's like an old elderly politician found documents in his house. So it gets to a point where it's like, yeah, you have these people who are elected officials, but they're, 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 they're doing wrong. They're not I understand they're human, they're not perfect. You've been a public servant, you've been in the public eye, you have a public job for years, for decades, and yet they're finding documents inside your house. So this is the point where it's like you can't you can't trust really who, who do you trust? You can't trust politicians, you can't trust it's like you can't trust your mayor, your governor, your president, because it's like every single time you turn around. These elected officials who we put our faith and trust in because that's what you're supposed to do as a responsible uh, citizen. You're supposed to vote. You're supposed to pay your taxes. You're supposed to get up and go to work, pay your bills, do the blah, 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 do what you're supposed to do. But every time you turn around, you look at this violence, you look at this chaos, you look at this brutality, you look at the, the, the uh, world news, you look at all this violence and crime, you look at it and it's like, you people are in charge. What are you doing about it? Oh, you can't really do anything about it because every time we turn around, you're being investigated because you have documents. You're being investigated because of fraud. You're being investigated because of this. You're being investigated because of that. Oh, listen, I don't know who y'all believe in. I don't know who you call. If you have a relationship with God, if you believe in God. All I know is that in order for me to survive, in order for me to get through my day, I have to pray and talk to God. Every day. No days off. That's the only way I keep my sanity. When you look at my, we look at my situation with Tyree Nichols, we see this violence in the streets and around the country, around the world. That's the only way I keep my peace. That's the only way I keep my sanity. I don't see how you do it if you don't. I really don't. Because I don't care how nonchalant or un, unaffected you may appear to be. Yeah, you, it's easy to say that because it's not knocking on your front door now. But one day it might. I hope it doesn't, but one day it might. One day it might. So.
Uh, let me get to another segment real quick. Um, <laughs> it's a nursing program situation. Around the country, at least 20 to 25 nurses' degrees were pulled because they were in a fake program um, that was not certifying them, that was not, they were not getting the proper um, degree stamp or, or uh, certification that they should. And a lot of their degrees were pulled, and a lot of their degrees were uh, they lost their they were immediately terminated, lost their jobs, and could be facing criminal charges because these programs were fake. Um, listen, speaking for someone who has had serious medical situations in the last two years and being in the hospital, um, and also speaking from personal experience that my mother, who has been a nurse since 1981, she she became a registered nurse in 1991, but altogether being a nurse in the field since 1981, so 42 years of being a nurse, that is a field that I respect to the utmost. That is a field that I respect wholeheartedly because that is something that everybody can't do, that everybody shouldn't be. And the fact that you have people in there who are nurses who are taking vital signs, who are administering medicine, who may have been given IVs, who was taking putting um, information in charts and computers on paperwork, who may have had to talk to family members and tell them what was going on with their situation, may have even had to go in there and explain to them why their family member might not or is in critical condition and might not make it or, or die. And when you have a situation like that, um, that's a lot of time, that's a lot of money, and that is a lot of effort that these women and, or and men who put into this program thought that they were a legitimate program and it turned out to be fake. Ah, that's, that's messed up. That's messed up. That is heartbreaking. And the fact that they were thinking this was, this was legitimate. This was a legitimate organization and they thought they were going to be, um, they were actual nurses helping and working in actual hospitals and dealing with people. That's scary. And hmm, check your accreditations with every program that you're trying that you sign up for, whether it's a university, whether it's a junior college, whether it's a, uh, a vocational school, whatever. If you're putting your time, your money, your effort into it, Check your accreditations. Check to see if it's legitimate. Check, check with everybody. Because man, listen, it, 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 that is that is one of the most frustrating things when you put all your time, energy, money, and years into something, and for somebody to come and say it's fake, it's not, it's not legitimate, and you could be, you could lose your job, your credibility, and you could be facing jail time. Check with everybody who you need to check with, man. That's all I'm saying. Praying for the citizens of Houston, Texas, and all surrounding areas after they dealt with a major tornado. Um, don't know exactly how many people uh, died or how many people were injured. But as we all know, that I'm from the South. I'm from Mississippi. So that area, the entire Southeast east area of the country is tornado and hurricane alley, man. So anytime you have a thunderstorm, it could turn into something major. It could turn into a spiral into tornadoes. You just never know. So my thoughts and prayers definitely go out to um, the people in Houston and those who were affected by the storms last week. Uh, let's segue into some sports real quick. Um, 
NFC and AFC games are set. Uh, Super Bowl 57 is set uh, because yesterday's game in the NFC, Philadelphia Eagles defeated the San Francisco 49ers by a score of 31-7. to It was nothing pretty. It was nothing fancy about it. It was just hard-nosed, smash-mouth football. Uh, you hate it for Brock Purdy. He got injured yesterday during the game. It was like in the first series of the game. He heard his, his elbow was injured. And he had to sit out the rest of the game. And then San Francisco was literally on their fourth string quarterback. And he gets in and gets knocked to the turf. And he suffers a concussion. So Brock Purdy literally on one arm had to go in there and play that game against the Philadelphia Eagles. And the Eagles just like piranhas seeking meat and blood. They came and they went in for the kill. They did not hold back. It was just San Francisco. They, they gave a valiant effort. But it was just Philadelphia. It was too much for them. So. Philadelphia will be representing the NFC in the Super Bowl on February 12th in Arizona, and they will be facing Kansas City Chiefs in a hard-nosed fault game yesterday and defeated the Cincinnati Bengals 23-20 on a last-second field goal. Patrick Mahomes, uh, they heard all the talk from Cincinnati, how they was calling them Burrow's house. And they, own, they own Kansas City and uh, Joe Burrow, who is a great quarterback in his own right, they felt like he had surpassed Patrick Mahomes, but Patrick Mahomes said, not yet, hold my cigar. Because uh, he threw for over 325 yards, two touchdowns, and at the end of the game, when they needed him the most to get a first down on one ankle, he rushed for that hit to get that first down. And the poor guy from Cincinnati, he had though that was the sideline was right there, but he pushed him out of bounds, which gave them 15 more yards, which gave them more yards that the field goal kicker needed to make that field goal. And so they won 20-20. Uh, Travis Kelsey, he was hilarious during the post-game show, post-game uh, interview with CBS. He said, Burrow head my ass. This is Mahomes' house. And he was just sticking up for his quarterback, called the mayor of Cincinnati a jabroni, and told him to know your role and shut your mouth. There was a lot of, was a lot of jaw-jacking, a lot of trash talking that was going on leading up to that. And Kansas City heard all of it, and they answered the call. So when you, when you beat somebody in a conference championship game, and you know you just end their season and you have a chance. The team that ended your season last year and you ended their season in the same game and you're moving on to the Super Bowl, can't get no better than that. So 57, Super Bowl 57 is set between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. A lot of people are saying this is the Andy Reid Bowl because as we all know he took the Philadelphia Eagles. He coached there for 14 years, had a lot of success, won a lot of games. Didn't quite get them over the top, but Doug Peterson did in 2017. So a lot of people's looking forward to that storyline. You have the Kelsey brothers. This is the first time where two brothers are going against each other in the Super Bowl. So Mama Kelsey is very proud. She's going to be the only winner. She's going to be the truly winner that night. They have two sons to play against each other in the Super Bowl. That's huge. A lot of storylines there. And one that I am personally proud of is that this is the first time where two African-American quarterbacks starting against each other in the Super Bowl. And a lot of people on online is having pushback against that. Why do you have to bring up race? Why do you have to bring up this? Why do you have to bring up that? Because this is America. It will always be about race. Because for centuries, this country made it that way. For centuries, you did this country, it was designed and constructed that way to be about race. I have a little nursery rhyme I can tell for you. I believe it went something like this back in the day. If you ain't white, you ain't right. If you black, stay all, get all the way back. If you brown, stay all the way down. And if you yellow, we ain't mellow. Yeah, I believe that was every color on spectrum that if 
I believe I just hit every color spectrum in this country. Because for centuries in this country, America has made everything about race. White supremacy is not just a made-up term. It was the way of life for centuries in this country. So yes, when you have 2023, when you have something like this, when you have two African-American quarterbacks starting and one and both are trying to compete and win for the Super Bowl, it's huge. Because in the year 2023, it's still a major accomplishments and achievements that black people are still accomplishing in the country. Because for centuries they wanted to make it, they they tried to make it wanted to make the standard that if it ain't white it ain't right. So yeah, so when certain achievements like this come up, we're gonna celebrate it, we're gonna highlight it, and yes, being that it's in Black History Month, it makes it even more sweet. Yes, it does. So definitely looking forward to the Super Bowl in uh, February twelfth. Um, wanted to give a shout out to um Joel and B because. Uh, Saturday's game against the Denver Nuggets. Uh, it was the battle of the two biggest best centers in the NBA, and Joel Embiid went off. He had like 47 points, double-digit rebounds, assists, blocks, the whole nine yards. I think he was up. I think he was up in the concession stand serving uh, cheesesteaks to the people. So he basically took it upon himself to say, "Yeah, he may be the MVP, but uh, I'm the best big man on this day." So I got to give it up to him because that was a that was a heck of a game by him. Uh, Charles Barkley calls out the NBA players, basically saying y'all are soft because of a load management issue because we have players who feel like they uh, they should have to play every night. Um, they take their, they're choosing when they're going to play, when they're not going to play, even if they're not hurt. Now, if you're hurt and you're injured, that's a whole other story. But for the most part, <clears throat> most of these guys are just sitting there on the sidelines, smiling, looking good, taking pictures, smiling, having a good time. They're and then don't, don't appear to be hurt, don't appear to be injured. And the CBA is going to come after them because if you're not going to play every game of the season, if you're, if you're not, if you're hurt, that's a totally different story. But if you're just sitting there playing because I don't want to play, but you're still handing, having your hand out saying, oh, I don't feel like playing every night. I'm going to play this. And I'm, gonna, I'm not going to play that. I'm only going to play a certain amount of games, and I'm going to tell you which games I'm going to play. But by the way, can you still give me $40, $50 million a year? Hmm. We're going to come after that. And it's not everybody. It's not everybody. But it's certain ones in in the game that do that. And they know who they are. They know who they are. So when the CBA comes, when the um, collective bargaining agreement comes around, that's going to be definitely be one of the things that they tax. Just look out for it. Congratulations to Bronny James, uh, son of LeBron James. He has an NIL deal for $7.5 million. This is before this kid even graduates high school because of his name, image, and likeness. Uh, listen, he is good. I don't know exactly what school he's going to go to, but the fact that he has already inked this deal before he even graduates high school is huge because, listen, if they're willing to pay you $7.5 million for name, image, and likeness before you even graduate, that's showing you how much money they think you're worth and how much money they think you're going to generate and they're going to be worth in about a couple of years when you try to go into the NBA. So, Justin Bieber and Dr. Dre both sold their music catalogs last year, last week for two hundred million dollars apiece. Um, to me, as being the music lover that I am, I understand that the amount of money that comes with it. But that's something to me you hold on to. You don't let that go. You keep that in the family. You you keep that 
And then either one of them is not hurting for money, especially Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre is good in monetary. He ain't hurting for no money at all. But to me, that's something you hold on to. That's something that your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, six, seven generations from now, after you're dead and gone, they should still be eating and living off of that catalog. You keep that. That, to me, that's what you got into the music. Your, your hard work, your sacrifice, everything that you work, that's your legacy. You keep that. You don't sell. That's just my personal opinion. You sell you, you hold on to that. You don't sell that, in my opinion. But that's what they did. And um, it's some sad news, man. I want to say um, rest in peace to Ricky Smiley's son Brandon. He passed away over the weekend at the age of 32. Don't know exactly what it was from, but um, he leaves it behind his daughter, uh, Storm. I saw beautiful little girl. Uh, we all know from um. From the um, reality show, yeah, him and Brandon always didn't get along. But um, he did. I know Ricky Smiley loved his son. I know Ricky Smiley was there for his son and tried to help him as best as he could. But like I said, we don't know exactly what happened, what he passed away from, and it doesn't even matter right now. All that matters is that our thoughts and prayers are going to Ricky Smiley and his family. Pray for them. Truly pray for them because. As I've said numerous times, no parent, no parent should have to bury their child. None. Ever. So I am deeply sorry for Ricky Smiley and his family, and my thoughts and prayers definitely go out to him and his family. And we all come from different races, backgrounds, cultures, places, and statuses, but we are more alike than we are different. When we can see each other as human, find common ground and interest, and begin to pick each other's brain and dig into the core of each other respectfully and peacefully. Only then can we begin to heal each other and truly bridge the gap between all of us. It's another episode of The Bridge. Get down with Big Ron Brown, Big Kush King Kush. I will be posting this to Anchor Podcast as well as my Facebook page and my Twitter page. Uh, people, please stay safe, stay vigilant, know who you are, know where you're around. Go get vaccinated, go get the booster shot, and I will talk with you guys next week. Until then, stay safe, have a good one. Peace.